Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'll start with a little personal story. I was at a large congregation once, and they said you couldn't talk about making mistakes. Well, somehow a mistake has been made this morning, so I'd like to read our real text. (laughs) And this is not his fault or my fault. I just don't know what happened. As he was leaving the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what magnificent stones, what massive buildings. Do you see all these great buildings, replied Jesus, Not one stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us when all these things happen, will happen, and what will be the sign that they are all about to be fulfilled? Jesus said to them, Watch out that no one deceives you. Many will come in my name, claiming I am he, and will deceive many. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places and famines. These are the beginnings of birth pains. You must be on your guard. You will be handed over to the local councils and flogged in the synagogues. On account of me, you will stand before governors and kings as witnesses to them. And the gospel must first be preached to all nations. Whenever you are arrested and brought to trial, do not worry beforehand about what to say. Just say whatever is given you at the time, for it is not you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. Brother will rebel brother, will betray brother to death, and a father his child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. All men will hate you because of me, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. And I want to apologize again. I cannot make my sermon work with a text on the tear, so uh, we're not going to do that. (laughs) You know, actually, this text has very little obvious gospel. As I was reading the text, sort of pondering it, thinking about what I'm going to do with this thing, it just seems like a lot of gloom and doom. It's very, very difficult to find good news in the destruction of buildings or in the destruction of Jerusalem, in the difficulties of life that the apostles faced. Now, they were very impressed with these external buildings, and the temple was beautiful, but it had been made by a usurper. And the original temple was much more humble. It was actually an impressive structure as well, though. But when made to God's specifications, the temple did not appear to impress people like the Romans. A temple of cedar was, after all, not as good as a temple of marble. We, too, do the same kind of thing. We tend to look at the appearance of things. We tend to look out at the marvelous campus, or the wonderful chapel, or the great organ, or wonderful things around us. These are matters of appearance. And somehow the content of the message is lost when we focus on the appearances. Jesus calls the apostles to task 
Do you see these great buildings? Jesus replied, not one stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. And I know some of us think that somehow this little piece of Clayton will be left in the eschaton. That we will be able to come back and tour the seminary and make our narrow trip up to the tower. That we will be able to gaze over Clayton and listen to Carillon concerts. But this place, too, will be destroyed in that last day. And so we should not be too impressed with the structures and the things around us. That's only the most obvious thing, though, because when the disciples ask, what are the signs, Lord? There's no good news there either. Many will deceive in my name. Many are going to come and say they are me. There are going to be wars and rumors of wars. Boy, that's really fun. Great good news. And those are the beginnings of birth pains because they're going to take you out, they're going to haul you out and make you testify, and they're going to persecute you. Wow, what great news. And yet if you look at the book of Acts, when were the disciples actually the most excited about their ministry? It was precisely when they had been persecuted for the gospel because they said, indeed, we have been found worthy to suffer for Christ. Huh. How un-American. Yeah, but they weren't Americans. And there is other good news, too. Whenever you are arrested and brought to trial, do not worry beforehand about what to say. Just say whatever is given you at the time. For it is not you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. God does not test us beyond what we are able. God does not take us to places where we cannot handle being a Christian. God provides. The focus was on the wrong temple. Because the only important temple that was there was Jesus Christ. And Jesus knew what he would do. He would go to the cross and suffer and die and rise again. And he would ascend to heaven and he would send the Holy Spirit. And so, it is Christ here who is here as the good news. He is the comfort. He is the one who converts us into temples of living stones. 
a fit habitation for our Lord and God. It is he through his sacrifice and his love for you and for me that turns us into little Christs to the world. And we get to read about great things like even participating in the sufferings of Christ as his body from the rest of Scripture. When we are confronted with appearances, be it the appearance of outward grandeur or the appearance of our own decaying body, which seems to just get worse and worse as we go along. We need to remember that Jesus Christ is there with us in our life. He is there with us in our sufferings and when we need to testify. And he is there with us in our death. There is nothing that he has given us that he does not provide us support for. So if we want direct law out of this text, the law for us today is we should not judge by external appearance. But if we want good news, the good news is keep our eyes on the Christ who has died and risen for us. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.